0: Your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Corinne McCreary of Supergirl Power Hour and Titans Podcast to discuss the season three episode of the show titled Legion of Superheroes. Welcome back, uh, Corey. And, I, you know, you this is also sort of a Supergirl crossover of sorts, but also a DC TV podcast crossover of sorts. So we are glad to have you back to talk about this episode with us.
1: Yeah, this is my first time on the show since joining the network. So uh, I'm glad to be back. I always love joining you guys.
0: Yeah, well, we love having you. And this is actually the first time I believe we've had, uh, we've had you on for some spotlight episodes, some character spotlight episodes, which are always some of our favorites because we like learning things. Um, but this is a, a chance to talk about the show. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, be new and different and very exciting. So uh, we're we're excited to talk to you about the show. Uh, but first, before we do that, we need to get to the news. The CW has announced that for the second half of Season 3, Supergirl will be sharing its time slot with Legends of Tomorrow. Supergirl will air four episodes until February 12th, which is when Legends of Tomorrow will be back for its mid-season premiere. Legends of Tomorrow will then air all the way up until April 9th, which will mark as the Season 3 finale. Then on Monday, April 16th, Supergirl returns with its remaining episodes and will finish up its third season on June 18th. So, hope everyone understood all of that information. <laughs> Not confusing at all. I hope that you are taking notes. I hope that you're putting it on your calendar. So basically what this means. It's a totally normal way to schedule TV shows. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's totally not going to confuse any viewers. So basically, I think this is how it's going to go down. So clear. Um, So Supergirl will air episodes of season three until February 12th. Then it won't come back until April 16th. And then season three will finish up on June 18th. So those are kind of the three big dates we need to know. Um, So, uh, And this is actually, fun fact, this is the first time any of the Arrowverse shows have finished up their seasons later than May. Normally, May is the the season finale month. But for it to be in June is very weird. It's going to be weird. We're going to be podcasting uh, episodes into the summer. Which is, is, it's sort of abnormal for us because we do, we don't believe in hiatuses, mostly. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we podcast. What most, is a hiatus? What is a hiatus, really? Um, but I we, mean, you
1: just took one.
0: Well, that's, that's, true. that's true. That's true. We <laughs> did, we did uh, dedicate some time for the holidays. Uh, but June 18th, we're normally podcasting, but this is kind of odd because we're going to be still t- actually talking about new episodes of the show. Um, but apparently for the CW, they think this is great for them. Mark, uh, Mark Petowitz, who is the CW president, said that the hiatus allows them to extend into the summer, that which gives them more original programming. And so he's like, hey, that's a good thing for us. So uh, nobody seems to, to think this is a downside for them. So uh, that's good. It's definitely weird scheduling.
1: <laughs> I don't like it.
2: <laughs> uh, cory doesn't like it <laughs>
1: uh, i i just don't like coming back for such a short amount of time and then leaving it's, again for two more months
2: like i feel like if you're gonna do that if you're gonna have them share the time slot that's fine but like why didn't it just come back from break and have it be legends and then switch off exactly girl it's such a weird it's like okay you're gonna get like four episodes and then we're gonna hit the pause button. Hope you remember what was happening,
0: and then <laughs> back we. It's such a strange. People are gonna be so confused. Morgan, does this present any complications for you being both a Supergirl podcaster and a Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> podcaster? Is, is there yeah, a conflict when, here? When for you were
2: saying the Legends of Tomorrow, I was gonna be like doing Not just like what, what? I was like, don't do that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't start could. that way.
0: Don't
2: start that, that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2018. Change some stuff. <laughs> Um no not really actually it's it's kind of uh cuz it used to be that when both shows were on like at the same time maybe not so much this season because we had some scheduling uh <laughs> difficulties but um usually i would be like recording Two podcasts a week, so now I'm down. Like regardless, I'm pretty much down to one. So for me, it's kind of nice. <laughs> of course, I'm going to be going straight on into the summer, but I mean, we don't do hiatuses anyway. So that was
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: never a plan. That was
0: never part of the plan.
2: Um, CW President Mark Pedowitz uh, has said that production issues and his previous fear of superhero show overload on the network played a part in the decision for the break. He also assured fans that we should not be worried in any way shape or form saying we are big believers in the show and big believers in uh, melissa benoist and the direction of the show so i mean the I, I i do think that the the comment about superhero overload is hilarious considering that like tonight as we record a new superhero show is premiering <laughs> on the cw
1: well that's what he's talking about is it's him who doesn't want more than four airing out a time, and at that's time, why they yeah. are splitting Legends and Supergirl, so they still don't have four airing at the same time.
2: The CW is practically a, a DC TV network at this point, so I, I can right. understand that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know I know there were some fans who were a little worried about what the hiatus meant. For for Supergirl and the the future of the show, but it sounds like it's everything is cool at least right now. We don't have an official renewal, but it sounds like they they like the show and they want to keep it around. This is just uh, a little thing that they're doing to kind of mix around their schedule and 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 fudge some things so that they can make sure that they don't have that superhero show overload. So. I think this is a positive thing, even though we're going to have to sort of break up our viewing habits. Although, I will say, I will tease this, that during the weeks that Supergirl is not airing, that does not mean that you won't get Supergirl radio episodes. Because that's still happening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because once a right? A, a little part right? of me just
0: died. <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, I think it is uh, part of the uh, responsibility of Supergirl Radio to get the listeners and the viewers through the hiatus. So we'll have some fun episodes coming up, uh, some spotlights, some interviews. Some good stuff. Some things happening. So you can look forward to that even if there are no episodes of the show. And our last bit of news, uh, according to TVLine.com, actress Chris Marshall will recur in the second half of Supergirl Season 3. She'll be playing Julia Freeman, a, quote, 20-something musician living near a national city who holds clues to Rain's true identity, unquote. Um, I'm not familiar with C- Chris Marshall. Is anybody watching This Is Us? I watched nope. her last
2: season. I'm behind the whole season this season, so I haven't seen her. I'm assuming she's uh, she's popped up on season two, so I have no experience with her. Okay. Although I do like the idea of um, a 20-something musician having the clues to Rain's identity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's,
0: just,
2: it's just in her song lyrics, but if you only listen hard enough, it's like...
0: Oh, guess what? Rain is Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am very curious to see what this will lead to. Um, just because, I mean, does she? Uh, I don't. I guess nobody but well, actually, nobody knows. Nobody knows that she is Samantha is Rain at this point. So yeah, I guess they will have to figure that out. Nobody, nobody has just had the good idea of taking the mask off yet. So maybe, maybe that will happen at some point. Uh, so that's very exciting. Gives us something to look forward to with rain. Um so that's all the news that we have so far this week. Uh, so let's get into our discussion of the season three episode titled Legion of Superheroes. Here is the official description. Quote, struggling to heal from her injuries inflicted by rain, Supergirl remains in a dreamlike state, unable to be reached. Monell recruits one of the Legion members, Brainiac Five played by guest star Jesse Rath, to try to bring her back. Meanwhile, Rain continues her rampage on the city, so the D.E.O. teams up with the Legion of Superheroes to try to stop her. Oh, this was a great episode. I don't want to give away my overall thoughts too early, but it checked off every box that I've ever wanted about the show. So um, I think the I uh, know <laughs> I don't want to, but, over- but, but Rebecca hated it. <laughs> but I don't want to overhype it too much. We'll get there. Um, but uh, one of the big parts about this episode was the well, I mean, the Legion of Superheroes was in the title of the the episode title. Um, but one of the Legion members that we had not met yet so far, was Brainiac 5. So we got the introduction to Brainy on the show. So, Corinne, I know you are a big fan of the character of Brainiac 5, so what did you uh, think about getting to see him on the show?
1: My only problem with him is I'm not a fan of his show costume, but otherwise, everything about him personality-wise and interactions with Supergirl-wise was absolutely pitch-perfect. That was my brainy, and I loved it, and I've been waiting two years for this moment, and it paid off.
0: What are the characteristics of the Brainiac 5 character? Do you think that he really pulled off really well in his performance?
1: The biggest thing was immediately you could tell that he's been harboring a crush on this legendary figure in the past. And the fact that he finally gets to meet her in person just made his day. And he was so flustered with being in the same room with this person that he has adored. And like, ah, that that was that was it for me. like this this is the ship that I sail more than any other ship in the ocean. <laughs> and like, I will go down with this ship. This ship would be my Titanic. If it sinks, I sink.
0: Corey's gonna be like one of the musicians who stayed behind. On the <laughs> yeah, I um, I like that you pointed out that he seemed nervous a little bit. Like, he got to meet this person he had been thinking about for such a long time. He was like, you're talking to me. Supergirl is talking <laughs> to me. And I think that, I, that would be my reaction if I talked to Supergirl. I'd be like, you're talking to me. <laughs>
1: the interactions that they had bring to mind my favorite interaction of theirs from the comics. Um, which is... The last page of the Great Darkness Saga with them on it. And it's talking, or it's Brainy talking to Kara about how he has finally gotten over the crush that he had on her. <laughs> and she flirtatiously looks at him and goes, You did? That's a shame. I was just starting to think how cute you are. And she flies off. And he's just sitting there in stunned silence going, Cute. She, 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 she did say cute.
0: <laughs> I think Jesse did a really good job of playing it, you know, as he, he has a crush on her, but it's not creepy. Like it could have gotten creepy. Yes. If they hadn't play it, played it really well. Because he talks about out of all of the 4,237,642 versions of our first meeting that I envisioned, <laughs> calling it torture wasn't <laughs> one of them. So he's he's been thinking about Supergirl uh-huh. a lot. Uh, So it could have gone on the creepy side of things if they had pushed it too far.
1: Yeah, um, if you remember when you had me and Darren on and we talked about the reboot era Legion, the Archie Legion as it were, that version of Brainy did kind of go the creepy route with that version of the Legion's Kara analog. So I, I'm glad that they didn't go creepy with him.
0: Oh yes, I've I've read a comic book story where it goes full creepy. So uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> maybe uh, in a character spotlight that will happen in a few weeks because uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely hit that. Uh, Morgan, what did you think about getting to meet uh, Brainiac Five, aka Brainy, for the first time? I really liked him. I don't so I don't have
2: the uh, the experience with this character in any other media that you guys do because I haven't really watched any of the. Um, the shows that he's in or or read any of the comics that he's in so i was i was excited though because people are always uh i feel like people uh people on the street are always talking to me about brainiac (laughs) Um, he seems like a very popular character especially when it comes to supergirl so i was like excited to see what their interactions were going to be like and i really did like kind of like he seemed starstruck by her and really excited to meet her but not in a way that was like Creepy or like crossing Any lines and uh, and One of my favorite parts was the end Of the episode <laughs> actually Where she's like Oh, you're shorter in person. He's like, oh, like I would have just kind of made myself a little bit taller in, like, in your mind, you know, to put you at ease. And she's like, I don't know what any of that was, but sure. It was so, it was so funny. I just love the yes. idea that he like completely owns up to the fact that he was like, and sure, I got a little taller in your mind because I could because I wanted to make a good impression.
0: Right. I was like, that's perfect. Well, first impressions are important it, Morgan. He wanted to make a good one. You want to make a good first impression, sometimes you're gonna have to
2: get out the mental apple cart to stand on that box.
0: Well, and and speaking of their first meeting, what I thought was really clever, what I liked about the writing of this episode um, was that Brainy's first words to Kara are, it's you. And when they first see each other outside of the Uh, mind prison, the coma loft, whatever you want to call it, Um, Kara sees him and says... It's you, and so I thought that was a nice little sort of parallel in the writing that they they did there to to kind of have those little meat cutes in the episode, so I enjoyed that immensely and I also liked that in terms of his portrayal like he's half he's half computer he's half organic life form, and I think they I think Jesse handled that really well because even though he's super smart and he's a little bit of a robotic figure in the way he talks to people and even his voice, I think they sort of, modu- you know, did a voice modulation with his voice a little bit, but um, he has a sense of humor. He has, um, you know, a, a sense of recognizing when he has been insensitive, like he's not fully robotic. So I, I enjoyed that they gave him a little bit of a personality.
1: Uh, I really like that too.
0: And uh, speaking of Brainiac five uh, and Cara, we got to spend a lot of time with them in her mind prison and her, uh, her. I, I like to refer to it as the coma loft, and uh, <laughs> and him helping her figure out how to get out of there. So, Karim, what did you think about all of their experiences trying to trying to get her out of that space?
1: So, my first thought when I was watching the episode and Brainy was like, "Well, that door seems to be the only exit." Is my first thought was, well. That's not how Supergirl would leave the loft. (laughs) She
0: would fly (laughs) out That was what I was
2: thinking, too. I kept on thinking that the end of the episode was going to be her, like, popping open a window and going, right, I can fly. (laughs) Which,
1: they subverted that because it wasn't Supergirl who left the loft. Right. It was Kara Danvers. And Kara Danvers would use the door. Yes. So, they did go with the direction i expected they just went a different way about doing it like i expected supergirl to fly out the window instead we got Kara danvers walking out the front door
0: yeah yeah i like that it's a it's a nice metaphor for her her humanity and um and realizing that that part of her life is just as important as the supergirl part uh, Morgan, what did you think about her? Her trying to figure out how to get out of there. She tries the heat vision. Has that awesome sequence where she's heat visioning the door, and everything is in slow motion. And Brainiac's cup, uh, <laughs> cup, cup of tea, ruins his, uh,
2: ruins his nice <laughs> cup that he was having. What What did you think about uh, how all that all that went down? I really liked that actually because. I think coming into this episode, I saw like online a little bit that people were concerned that like it was going to be an kind of like an all Legion episode, and the car was just going to be off in a corner in this coma. Um, but I liked that the the whole episode was really about. Car and really about Supergirl um, in a way that I thought was really interesting considering that she is in a coma for like 90% of the episode but you, you really got into her head and really got into some of the the big struggles that she's been having this season which is why I think I really like this episode so much is that it felt like um, it felt like in a lot of ways accumulation of like what's been going on this season with her which is that Alex kind of realizes that her advice to Kara which was you know, to be Kryptonian to be cold and not not use that Cara Danver side of herself was the wrong advice because the Cara Danvers side of, uh, of herself is, is essential. And uh, And I think it was I think that was such a great like revelation that she had at the end that she has to embrace Cara in order to get out of this coma. And the, uh, the moment when she picks up the glasses, I think were especially poignant because we've talked in this podcast so many times about, you know that car. You know that car is having a moment when she takes off her glasses because the glasses are so essential to her character. And so her putting on her glasses and walking out the door, I thought was a, was a, such a good moment.
0: Oh yeah, those moments are always emotional for her. They can be really big moments that say something about her character and what she's going through. So I, I too, when she picked up the glasses, I was like, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing, and I like it. And I (laughs) I would agree with you that Kara was in the forefront of the story. Everyone else was just kind of background players, as far as I'm concerned. It was all about Kara in this episode. And I think season three has done a really good job of making this Kara's story again. So I, I've, I've really enjoyed this season and this episode in particular. And speaking of Kara and some of her revelations, uh, we got introduced to another character in the Supergirl mythos who plays a really important part in her story. Um, uh, so Corinne, what did you think about getting to meet Streaky? Uh, well, not 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 the super ca- not the super cat, but just Streaky the cat. You were uh, the first person I thought of when
2: when she said Streaky. I was like, no. <laughs> uh,
1: I died. I, I I died a little, guys. Like, <laughs> I, the, these are two things that I have honestly been waiting seasons for, and we got them both in the same episode, and. I can't thank Derek and Eric enough for this episode. Like, it it feels like they wrote it just pandering to me. (laughs) And, ah, God, it was was so good and so pure. And her story about how she, how Streaky helped her become more human. It, It was so pure and so good. And according to Eric streaky has a lightning bolt collar so
0: oh did did he have a collar in the scene oh he did have
1: a collar in the scene but you couldn't really see any details on it but word of god is that there's a lightning bolt
0: (laughs) on it (laughs) i like it i like it that's cool uh, Morgan, what did you think about getting to meet Streaky? I was just really excited when they when she was like, my cat, and I was like, No.
2: And she was like Streaky and I was like, Streaky This <laughs> is a totally normal reaction to that. <laughs> uh, no, I was so excited. I and, I and I liked the story that went along with it too. It just it really did feel like um this episode was such a like a love letter to fans who are like fans of the comics or fans of the source material who know a lot about her background which is not always me uh but but i knew enough to be like streaky yeah what up
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really liked the like okay so for streaky the super cat i could have taken streaky any number of ways like she could have adopted a cat who then sort of gets in some some kind of chemical accident, giving him superpowers, and he can and he can talk. Like I, I, I would have totally gone with that version if they chose to go there. Like he could have been a sassy cat who mouths off at Morgan Edge. Like I could have been into yeah. that. I could have been into that. But I liked the way that they went about it with this episode because um, I I did feel a real um, connection with Carl. When she talks about how she, when she first came to Earth and she was worried that she you know, she was, she felt alone and she could connect to this cat, but she felt like she was too strong and didn't want to hurt him. And so she had to practice being gentle. And I thought that was so, like, I I think uh, you used the right word, Corinne. It was just very pure. It was very pure and it was very sweet. And, um and I think that, Streaky teaches her how to be a little more human. And that played into the whole mind prison of her having to accept her Cara Danvers identity and uh have that be what is powerful to her. And so I thought Streaky, even though I would have taken him as a superpowered sassy cat <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked him as the uh, emotional con- connection that um, that she has to her younger self when she was alone and, you know, trying to figure out this new earth thing. Um, and the only thing that I was like, well, couldn't they have made Streaky kind of a tabby cat like he is in the comics? But I also was thinking that, you know, sometimes cats are not the friendliest of animals, uh, sometimes they are a little picky and can be mean sometimes. Uh, so maybe the actor cats um, were... <laughs> were, were they, to- they took the cat that they could uh, they could get to perform on camera. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they picked the friendliest cat that would not scratch Melissa Benoist. To be a fly on the wall of the streaky audition. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? They probably had like 20 cats and they were like okay, this one is not going to hurt anybody. This one is definitely going to scratch her. Don't use that one. I think that's <laughs> I think that's how that went, because even though Melissa Benoist plays Supergirl, she's not invulnerable. She can't be scratched <laughs> by a cat, just like everybody else. Um, so I think the uh, actor cat who played Streaky did a great job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was very impressed. <laughs> really brought the emotion. <laughs> really brought the emotion. Really played well. Chemistry with Melissa Benoist off the charts. Uh, so I was I was also very excited to see Streaky pop up. And I don't know. Th- I think Streaky could come back. Uh, you know, this was just the Mind Prison version of Streaky. Maybe another Streaky could appear in the future. So maybe this isn't the last time we see Streaky. I don't know. I'm keeping my options open. Only thing she is, Streaky would have to be streaky.
1: a... yeah yeah streaky would have to be a real old cat at this point streaky is a
0: 110 (laughs) there could be a streaky too there could be a streaky jr you don't know yes yes there could be a second generation
1: my thought on the fact that streaky was a black cat is black cats are often stigmatized in our culture so many people think that they are so unlucky that it's really hard for them to get adopted um, so seeing Streaky as a black cat helps to destigmatize that stupid superstition. So that might have been part of where they were going with that too, is to try to get people to adopt lesser adopted cats, because if they see that Supergirl has a black cat, a little girl might be like, I want a black cat because Supergirl has one.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good point. And I think it also I think it also plays into Kara's character. You know, she was an alien who'd come to a different world. She had been adopted by this family and she uh she felt like a little bit of an outsider who, you know, if she had not been taken to the right family, maybe people wouldn't want her either. So uh, I think that that if that's their thinking behind that, I think it was multi layered. Um, so that's a that's a great point. Yeah, I like that point
2: a lot too. And especially if you think about it, Carr wouldn't have that uh, that same superstition because all the earth stuff would be new to her. So if people were like, "Oh my God, it's a black cat," she'd be like end like <laughs> 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 so,
0: so what? <laughs> That is true. Well, um, I hate to take us away from streaky to, um, another character all in black, uh, who was causing chaos in national city was getting some screen time was roughing up with the legion. Um, so what did everybody think about what rain was up to in this episode and, and all of the chaos that she was causing Karim, What did, what did you think about what she was, she was trying to accomplish?
1: You know, I am loving rain as a villain. Um, She has been developed through this season as a very good antagonist. And while she has has a good goal, the way she's going about it is all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that makes it a lot more nuanced and it brings a lot more to the story. When, yes, Kara and Rain both want the same things, in a way... But Kara still has to stop her because the way she's going about it is dangerous and vile. So uh, I, I am loving Rain. Um, Rain has been my favorite of the big bads that we've gotten through that throughout this series.
0: Yeah, she she definitely has a lot in common with Supergirl and she does seem to have some of the same general ideas. She's like, bad guys bad. They need to be punished. But uh rain just you know she kicks it up to 11 and maybe that's not the best way to go about it. Uh, so I definitely agree with you that she she has some 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 the I don't want to say good ideas but she, <laughs> she, but she has you know she
1: makes some valid points she
0: makes valid points that's a good way to say that uh, but maybe her <laughs> methodology not so good maybe her actions uh, need to be rethought uh, a little bit. Uh, Morgan, what did you think about uh, what what Rain was trying to accomplish in Nas- National City and and what it was doing to to everyone around her? Yeah,
2: I think Rain needs to chill a little bit, like <laughs> just just a, just a bit, like um, maybe less murder. Just, uh, I, I mean, I'm not telling her how to do her job. Uh, but less murder probably would be good for everyone involved. Uh, no, I really, I really like rain too. And I like that for me, at least, I don't know if, if we've figured this out, but I like that it's still kind of mysterious, like how much Samantha does or doesn't know about the rain situation. Like, is she just flipping back and forth between rain and like the Samantha personality with that with them being like a clear distinction where Samantha doesn't know what's happening or hmm. does Samantha have some idea of what's happening because in the beginning when you see her and Ruby like talking and then like as soon as Ruby leaves like she seems to see something on TV and then goes into that like cold rain face so i was like is Samantha in on this is Or is, is, is rain and uh, rain and Samantha two distinct personalities or has rain taken over completely and is just pretending to be Samantha? Like I, I I, like could go on, I could do all day on just trying to figure out like where the, like what's going on with rain and, and Samantha, um, whose name I finally remembered. So, (laughs) uh, so I, I, I like that it's, I like that that has kind of remained a little bit mysterious. I'd like them to kind of, Answer that within the next couple episodes, but I don't need them to do it right now. So I like that that kind of up in the air. And so you're not no, you're not sure how worried you should be about Ruby. You're like, is that like her mom or is that like a uh, crazy Kryptonian uh, rain? Like you know, you don't know exactly who it is that's, that she's dealing with right now. Uh, and I I continue to like her uh, her like mask thing, just like very clever supergirl i'm not saying supergirl should get a mask i'm just saying if you had him if you had a mask it might be uh it might be easier
0: i don't know i think supergirl's done a pretty bang-up job because most of the people i don't i don't guess the people at catco know you know her her secret identity lena doesn't seem to have figured it out or at least if she has if she has maybe she's playing like she hasn't uh, but I think Supergirl's doing an okay job with a mask. That Lena thing was hilarious. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll we'll, de- we'll, de- we'll definitely Can't get we'll, to get into that. We'll we'll, we'll we'll definitely hit the Lena thing. Um, but yeah, I I am one hundred percent concerned about Ruby. Uh, I liked the little fake out they did with the slow motion running around the house with the uh, I guess Nerf guns or whatever. I really I really liked that um but i i'm definitely worried for her the only thing that i think is really weird about rain and maybe this is because like i would like to think that i'm sort of an amateur philosopher and you know i try to study you know, some big ideas. And when Rain kept, Rain kept talking the whole episode about sinners and what she thought was a sin and that she needed to cleanse the world of sin. And I was like, okay, Rain, back up. Okay, I get, I get you don't like sin, but where do you get that idea? Who's telling you what sin is? Like, I was like, you're not asking the right questions, Rain. There are bigger questions here. Maybe she's been talking to crazy Chad Lowe, though. Maybe. Like where are where is your objective morality is what I'm trying to figure out, Rain. Where do you get what is right and wrong? Is that from the Rao scriptures? Is that from that weird lady AI thing in the fortress of sanctuary? <laughs> where are you getting your ideas of right and wrong? Because I don't understand it. Uh, so that that is my philosophical ranting of the episode. I am trying to figure out where her objective morality comes from. (laughs) If anyone was to help me figure that out, I would love it. Uh, But I just think that's really weird. Like, how does she determine what's good and what's bad? And uh, how does she expect other people to abide by that? But I guess she doesn't care. She's like, whatever. Whatever I think is a sin goes. And if uh, you're committing it, you got to be punished. But I thought it was really sad, though, because when she goes to CatCo and she... She gets on camera, and I was really worried about that camera guy. By the way, you guys. Oh yeah, me too. Um, I was like, not another Catco employee, not another one. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised she didn't no take out the, the
2: monitors, though. No more
0: Kellys. Do not no more Kellys. Don't don't damage the monitors. Just take it. Take the fight outside of Catco. I'm not here for that. but They're um, still repairing that roof. Um, I mean, they've been through so much. <laughs> Keke really needs a break next season. Um, but I thought it was really sad that Rain talked about how there will be no mercy. I thought that was really, really sad because her thing is she wants justice, but to her, justice does not include mercy. And I think that that's what separates her from Supergirl. Supergirl's willing to find a way to uh, at least kind of connect with somebody, even if she has to take them to prison or take them to jail. Um, she, she I, I think Supergirl is a character who believes in mercy. So I think that's what uh, separates the two of them, even though they are very much alike in other ways. So, um, and I guess we can talk really quickly, uh, Corinne, uh, about the other Legion members, uh, since they tried to go up against rain, they tried to use their flight rings and their, their cool ship, um what did what did you what did you think about uh getting to see the Legion take on Rain?
1: It was great seeing the flight rings in action. Um good for Monel. He he can finally fly. And uh watching Imreath throw things with telekinesis was great and providing providing her husband with the the force bubble. <laughs> um like it, it was it was good. Um I, I don't know if you guys caught the other Subtle re- Legion reference.
0: They talked about Lightning Lass. Yes. Uh, they,
1: they pronounced it Isla, so I guess that's how it's pronounced. I've always
0: pronounced it Ayla. That's how I read it when I read uh, some of the the comics. Eric Carrasco, one of the writers of the episode,
1: uh, <laughs> when he tweeted about Isla, uh, he, uh, he said R.I.P. because apparently she died in the the attack on Wyneth by the Blight. So,
0: Oh. Rough. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that makes
1: yeah. me
0: sad. I just got really deflated. I, <laughs> womp womp.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sad that we'll never get to meet Lightning Lass on this show now. Um, but maybe we'll get to meet her brother. I Who knows? Um, it was nice that their home planet got a mention as well um, with Wineth And... I thoroughly enjoyed seeing this version of the Legion on the screen. Um, Like with Brainy, my only nitpick is I wish their costumes were more colorful and more in line with what the Legion has always been with the bright, optimistic future.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about their costumes because... You know, I I'm not as uh, you know, I can I can kind of go with different interpretations of the costumes, but I was kind of hoping since they were like coming from the future that they would have those iconic costumes. Like I was hoping that Monel would have a red cape and uh, you know, that there would be some of those things like that they would be recognizable and and Monel's costume is really strange. It has like it almost looks like it has an S S shield on the front, but there's no S.
1: It does have the blank S-Shield. Um, the the thing I like most about Mon-El's costume is actually, with that blank S-Shield in the middle, the other trim on his costume kind of makes an M going down his chest. Hmm. So he has both the blank S-Shield representing his carrying Supergirl's ideals into the future, and he also has an M on his chest for himself. But again, I... I just wish they were brighter. If you would just add a little more color to these costumes, it would be great.
0: I totally misspoke. I, I meant blue cape. I just I just <laughs> re- went, went to look at the uh, reference to make sure I was saying it correctly. But he, he does have a cape, but it's a, it's a blue cape instead of a red cape. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I wish they had a little bit of color to them. My sneaking suspicion is that I've heard that the costumes are a little like some of the the way that they shoot the costumes, it's a little better for them to have a darker costume because it's it's more forgiving, is what I've what I've heard, but I don't know exactly what that means.
1: Black is slimming.
0: Black is <laughs> black is slimming. Uh, so I, I I do wish they they sort of looked a little more like their uh, iconic uh, comic book counterparts, but I, I guess they they work for now. Maybe in, I mean I hate to say in the future, uh, maybe they will. They will have the opportunity to create those costumes. Maybe, maybe this is just the early stages of the Legion, and they're they're trying to figure everything out. Um, Morgan, did you have any thoughts about uh, the Legion taking on Rain?
2: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I, I'm I'm not as familiar with the Legion as as you guys are, so I just thought I was like, ooh, look at that power! Or like I thought it was really cool <laughs> when she like like moved the what was it like the weights from the the jail yard with her and like. Threw them at rain, and I thought it was is it was really neat to see them all working together as a unit. Uh, because you really got the impression that they've done this kind of stuff where they've fought people before um, all together, and I like that. I agree with the co- that the costumes were kind of like wah wah a little boring, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool to see them all th- them all working as a team. As the person who is usually on the positive side of the Monel sliding scale. I en- I enjoyed seeing that he he sort of acted like the leader of their team, and I was impressed by that. He he seemed to be the person who made the decisions and uh, heard everybody out and and tried to make everything work.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would say that I was uh, I was mon positive for this episode actually. Oh, okay.
1: Since his return this season, he's been a lot more palatable than he had been last season to me.
2: He seems like he's grown up a lot. I think that taking a lot of the romantic angst out of the equation has made the character a lot more likable. And just, he, he seems, he seems less uh, juvenile. I think this season, he had seven years to grow up. So yeah, he, he,
0: he had a little, a little bit of time. (laughs) (laughs) Surely, surely by then he would have matured a little bit. And I think that being married, uh, has, has made him grown grow up a little bit. Honestly, as somebody who lives in New Jersey, I was going to have to go mon positive regardless, uh, Thanks to Bon Jovi. So, <laughs> I honestly, <had> no choice. <laughs> my decision was made for me. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. He's been teaching the Legion about the important things: Shakespeare, Aristotle, Bon Jovi. Uh, those those are the important things to know about our time period and the things of the the history books. Um, Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Legion. We talked about Kara in the Coma Loft in her mind prison. We talked about Brainiac Five. The only thing we haven't talked about in this episode was uh, Lena having this perceived weirdness with James. Uh, that she thought something was going on. He was trying to cover for uh, Supergirl being out of commission and then Kara, of course, also being out of commission and how have, having to deal with how to sort of make that work. Um, so, Corinne, what did you think about the, the Lena James part of this episode? Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I am not sold on their relationship at all. It, it kind of came out of the blue. Um, like, I, I get that the showrunners are, are really trying to torpedo the super corp ship and that that's fine. Um, people are still going to ship it no matter what, but this is not a ship that really makes a lot of sense for me. And Lena's thought that James dislikes her because she's a Luther. Well, she's not entirely wrong there. He, he, he said those exact words last season. So He did. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not
2: coming out. And, and everybody was like, you're being crazy. Don't be so crazy, girl. <laughs> and she was like, you know, maybe I'm being a little crazy, but it does feel like he explicitly said that to my face. Like You are, you are also
0: all there. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. He did say that. Uh, Morgan, what did you think about, I, I know we talked about how uh, the chemistry with uh, James and Lena, were, were, we weren't quite there yet. Uh, did it did it change for you in this episode? I mean, I still stand by what I said in the Christmas episode, which is that she was making better
2: eyes at like the cheese plate. <laughs> than at James. I still think it's a lot of like, if you wanted to get to the James and Lena like relationship place, I just feel like I like both those actors, I like both those characters. You can get me. Like, I'm not super resistant to it. I could be won over. It just feels like they don't even care to try. Like, we've been shown no no reason to get behind this relationship. It literally just happened in an episode. Um, and now they're really running into this thing full tilt. Like well, we all know that James and Lena had this thing, and I was like, "Do we? Do we?" <laughs> like I, that's a that's a definitely an aspect of the show I had forgotten about over break, <laughs> and could have used it previously on. It was just like it was um it was very strange, and I don't think that the the chemistry won me over in this episode as well. And I just thought there was was a lot of kind of weirdness where i'm not really even sure why he was acting strange they said it was because of kara but he knew that she was in a coma so i don't know the whole the whole thing was very odd
0: he was trying to cover for her because kara lena expected Kara to show up to work and kara was not coming into work because she was in a coma in a healing tank uh with some aliens uh, so well, the aliens weren't in the healing tank with her. I didn't say that correctly. <laughs> they were outside of the healing tank, and one was in her brain. <laughs> one was in her brain,
1: <laughs> but not,
0: not in a creepy way. But
2: not in a, in a very respectful way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: so he was trying to to cover it up so that nobody suspected that Carl was gone, um, which I think you know he was trying to do the right thing. My my issue is like I could be. I could be into this relationship. I think there were parts of of their dynamic in this episode that I was like, okay, I can buy that a little more. Maybe I'm starting to get there. Um, but then, then there's that whole wedge of secrets and lies. Nobody's telling her the truth. Uh, James is lying. You know, J- James is lying to her, even though it's for a good reason. He's trying to cover up for his friend, trying to you know make sure that things are good about Supergirl and Kara, and it's not really his secret to tell. And maybe it's going to be a thing like with uh, Lucy Lane, where Kara has to tell her, you know, the secret to her face, so that you know things don't get weird with James. Um, but it is one of those things where he's he's lying to her face. Kara is lying to her face and I actually feel really bad for Lena because she doesn't realize all these people are lying to her and she's making this concerted effort to be like I want to be the good Luther and I'm not gonna lie to people yeah it, it does feel kind of like so I feel like
2: obviously my background with the secrets and lies thing comes from Smallville where it was just every episode with secrets and so many lies, so many secrets. <laughs> and I will give Smoville this: they were pretty consistent that nobody knew Clark's secret. Whereas it feels more pointed in Supergirl because everyone knows Supergirl's <laughs> That's secret. True. I'm pretty sure that, like, just like the street vendors outside Catco and the people who have to repair the roof know know <laughs> <laughs> no, her secret. So it feels. It's everybody, all the major characters on the show, except for Lena, know that Car is Supergirl. So at this point, it does feel like, why not just tell her? It would be easier to just tell her than it would be to not just tell her. She's proven herself as a reliable, uh, uh, trustworthy person who now you interact with on a you know, an everyday basis. It seems like it would be smarter and easier to just say hey, by the bye, I'm Supergirl, than to have to have poor Jean Jones
0: pretend to, <laughs> to, to, to give her
2: boy advice. He's like, girl, listen. <laughs> we all know James is a great kisser, so. <laughs> I mean, that scene was probably worth this whole <laughs> this whole storyline, but it does feel a little bit ridiculous. It's like, you know what would be the easiest way to deal with this would be to just tell her cuz she's not going to care.
0: Yeah, I think uh you know the fact that she was a good friend and she took her her sick friend who she thought was sick and also her friend, she, <laughs> she 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 took her some soup and she tried to be there for her friend. So I think she has shown herself to be someone who could be trusted with a secret like that. Uh so I yeah, and I agree with you that scene was delightful even though I'm not a fan of The uh, fooling people aspect of it, Uh, at least this was trying to, you know, encourage Lena. So it wasn't necessarily that uh, Lena knew and she was taking that, you know, uh, they were taking that secret away from her like they did with Kat uh, so it made it a little easier to digest. And also uh, Melissa was really funny in that scene.
2: Yeah, her performance as uh, Jean trying to be a super chill human woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also like how she kept on referring to James as Olsen, a totally normal thing card does all the
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lena referred to her weird behavior as... A feverish delirium, which I thought was was pretty spot on. Um, so, uh, if you ever encounter anybody who's given off these weird signs of, hey, maybe the flu is getting to their head, maybe uh, maybe they're shapeshifters and you don't know it. Um, but I, <laughs> I I think it's I think it's funny we talk about everybody knowing the secret, but Lena, but there's there's still that one secret that we still don't know this season, that john's Jean's secret.
2: Wouldn't it be great if he just was like. You know, since we're we're here and we're just us girls, I'm gonna tell you my secret.
0: And then and then it cut away, <laughs> just fade to black. Now that would be a good twist that Lena would be the only person who knew Jean's sho- shocking <laughs> secret. And she's like, "Wow, Car, you told me the secret. It was so shocking." And he's just like, "What?" <laughs> I think that should happen. Uh, that would be justice for Lena. She would be in on it. Okay, well, uh, let's wrap it up on our discussion. Uh, What did everybody kind of think on the overall aspect of Legion of Superheroes? Corinne, uh, what did you think? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? Were you like, eh, it was all right? What'd you think?
1: I don't think it'll surprise anybody who's been listening for the last half an hour that I absolutely loved this episode. Um, It's probably going to go down as one of my top of the season season which is saying a lot because the last two episodes of this season um, not counting the crossover episode uh, have been two of my favorite episodes in the entire show so uh, it, it's it's definitely up there probably in my top five all-time episodes Uh, Just because it hits so many points that I've waited for so long for.
0: Morgan, what did you think about this episode overall? What did you think about as a whole? I really liked this one. Uh, I thought it was just really well done.
2: I liked the way it was balanced. I thought that there was some comic relief. We're we're moving forward with some of the the rain stuff. Um, We are learning more about the Legion of Superheroes. I thought it was a great uh, introduction for Brainiac 5. I just thought that they did so much um, really well in this episode.
0: Um, so it was, yeah, one of my one of my favorites of this season as well. I agree. I thought this episode really hit all hit all my buttons. Hit all of the things that I I want out of a Supergirl episode, and things that I was looking forward to. I also was hoping for some Brainiac five. We got Streaky. Um, we got the Legion using the flight rings. Um, it was all very, very good. We even got an Alex and uh, Kara couch scene there at the end. That's good stuff. And uh, I, I just I just thought all of it was really well performed. And uh, the direction on this episode, I was really wowed by the the way the episode was directed. That scene where Kara uses her heat vision in, in the mind prison, I was like, that is some good looking stuff. That's some, some of the best looking stuff they've done on the show. So I was really impressed with it. Um so yeah this this will this will go down as one of my favorites of the season I think.
1: Speaking of that couch scene at the end, did you see what Brainiac what the translation to what Brainiac 5 wrote on Alex's cast was?
0: Yeah, it's a it's some sort of binary code for a smiley face, is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the <laughs> binary code or it's binary for the ASCII code for a smiley face.
0: That is uh super nerdy and i love it i like that they went that extra mile with him but it also makes me ask you know why didn't you go that extra mile with some of the kryptonese on the show they they've gotten some kryptonese wrong so you know if you can do binary code i think you can handle kryptonese a little better so step up your game there because um, don't worry i'm i'm looking at it Um, so they at least got binary code down on the show so that is that is good good to see and very very character correct for brainiac 5 well i think that's going to do it for our discussion of this episode but let's find out what our listeners had to say about legion of superheroes so we got
2: a tweet from mark h b p w m um and he says i've discovered that i can no longer watch a Supergirl preview without my brain adding rebecca's voice saying and we're back. <laughs> That's perfect. Also, Streaky. I loved seeing the Legion in action, even if Monel was utterly ineffective. <laughs> Hope we get to see all oh, Monel. Hope we get to see more of them. Hashtag grown man. Lena ship name. Hey, I, <laughs> I like feel it. like. Um, it's it i it, i like i like the workshopping there but i think <laughs> Crow man is kind of a weird ship name so i feel like we need to we need to we need to workshop that a little bit more but i like where your your brain is we'll have, we'll have to think on that so we're gonna think on it and we'll, we'll get back to you um <laughs> uh, at shop uh 23d said i really like this episode the action was awesome i feel sad for sam for when she realizes who she is the Legion was pretty awesome. Brainy and their ship were amazing. I'm usually mon-negative, but kudos, for him, but kudos to him for passing on Bon Jovi. Hashtag Tommy and Gina. <laughs> At Madtown Davidson said, I thought this that was a really good episode. A good mix of action and more emotional stuff. The actor playing Brainy did a really good job, even though the character's hair and makeup could have been better. I will admit to feeling a little lost with Chad Lowe's character at this point. I do not understand what he wants. He worships Supergirl because she saved him and now he worships rain because she beat him up because she beat up Supergirl.
0: Huh? Yeah, he flipped it. He flipped on her really fast. He
2: did flip really fast. I mean, Chad Lowe, come on now. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> he is the
0: leader of a cult, so I don't know what we were expecting. That was maybe the first indication <laughs> of
2: problems. I mean, don't don't trust the leader of cults. Um, but I was actually kind of wondering what you guys thought about the, make- the hair and makeup with Brainy. Because I was going to ask you about that. Because I was... Um, Uh, it was fine.
1: It looked better in the episode than it did in the preview pictures. At least to me it did. I do wish he had been a little more green and that the makeup had been a little more even. And I wish the hair had been a lot better. Like I said, my only nitpick with Brainy was how he looked. Um, But even that... I, I, I'm willing to let that slide because they na- nailed the character so well. Uh, I do like uh, Jesse's response to all the people asking why he was blue,
2: <laughs>
1: which was he tweeted a definition of the word turquoise, <laughs> which is a bluish green.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit the same way. I, I just wish he was greener. I was looking up pictures because I was like, I
2: feel like... That's not what I thought Brainiac Five looked like. And then I looked up some pictures, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not crazy."
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he maybe they were trying to make him look like Laura Vandervoort's uh, Brainiac Eight, Indigo, because uh, she was a little she was more blue. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they were trying to to make that consistent. I don't know. Okay. So our next uh,
2: tweet is from uh, Enrique. Uh, VB Jr. Um, another great episode. It looks like Samantha is experiencing a form of dissociative identity disorder with the rain personality trying to take control, much like Kate- Caitlyn Snow and Killer Frost, but a lot worse. Loved seeing Streaky. Wish they had Monel using the powers he has in the comics. Also, Monel's suit needs a cape. I agreed Patty Mello 20 said Is it wrong that I love Rain And want her to stay forever (laughs) Good episode Loved Brainiac 5 He's really funny And I really liked that Tara Danfors was the key To taking Supergirl out of that prison James and Lena is still a no for me They did nothing to justify this couple And then it's little emoji where the hand is over the face which
0: I agree <laughs> <with>. <laughs> I can't judge anybody for wanting a villain to stick around because I'm all about me some villains and I don't want to give a spoiler for next week that we have a whole section on the podcast for that but I'm really excited about the people coming next week uh, but it sounds like that uh, rain won't be staying forever we know from the future that she leaves somehow. Um, they didn't say that Rain dies. They just said she leaves. Yeah, they just said she leaves. I like I liked the way that they
2: said that because it almost seemed like they're like, well, and then she just goes. So just like one day Rain is like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not cleaning up this city anymore. Clean up your own city. And then she just like packs all of her black leather stuff into a duffel bag and just walks on out.
0: Maybe she just needs a vacation. She just goes to a tropical
2: island. She chills out a little. Um, at Chris Vondolinsky says, Brainy is a great addition, and Jesse Rath played him well. Makeup needs work, though. Melissa Benoist playing Jean, playing Kara was hysterical two thumbs up and a heart
0: (laughs) and we have an email from Mauricio who writes quote it feels like Supergirl is changing all expectations I was surprised that our cult leader guy who was just a villain of the week type has a big role this season I was surprised that there are more villains like Rain on Earth we finally got to see other heroes besides Supergirl and we actually got to see the D.E.O. do something for once oh that was a harsh critique of the D.E.O. oh just throwing down throwing down (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well but fair fair critique (laughs) Uh, um, so mauricio asks uh what are some expectations you wish to happen on supergirl unquote um so i don't know exactly what he's asking here i don't know if this is what we want to see on the show like a wish list or what do we think that the show has done to sort of flip the script uh you know what what did we expect and what did they uh do to uh challenge our expectations? I don't know. So you can answer that question any way you want to. Um, Corinne, is is there anything, uh, any expectations that we wish to happen on Supergirl?
1: If you would have asked me three weeks ago, I'd have had a better answer than I do now because we got everything I've been asking for, guys.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. Um, I'd love to see Clark show back up for another uh, guest appearance. Um, other than that, I just want it to keep clicking on all cylinders like it is. Uh this season has been out of the ballpark with fantastic. I want more of that. And hopefully it will maintain this for the rest of the year and onward.
2: Corey, you don't want to you don't want to see uh Comet the
1: Superverse. <laughs> you know I, I can do without Comet. Um <laughs> so. if I ha- if I have to see another Super Pet out of this uh, I'd rather not have the horse that turns into a dude and romances her. I'd rather have the dog. <laughs>
0: um, that seems reasonable.
1: <laughs> give me crypto over comment.
0: I actually, I would love to see maybe not in that context, uh, Corey, uh, but maybe, ju- <laughs> maybe, maybe just to see Supergirl riding a horse. Maybe to see Car riding a, like you know doing some awesome scene on a horse i i'd, I'd be into that um i i think it, you know one of my things on my wish list was i wanted to see supergirl super swimming and we got that in the first episode this season so uh i you know i i'd be all about uh supergirl or kara riding riding a horse at some point but uh, but I can understand your problems with that specific character, uh, and that specific iteration of the character.
1: Yay, Silver Age!
0: <laughs> it was a little crazy back then. They did some weird stuff. Things got weird. <laughs> Morgan, do you do you have any things maybe on your wish list, or things that you wish the the show would change to challenge expectations? Hmm.
2: I mean, I'm excited about the 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 idea that the world killers are going to be. Um, Popping up this season It seems like From what they were Saying at the end Of the episode Where she's like She tells Rain That she, you're not The only one And I'll be excited To see what They look like Because in the comics They look bonkers <laughs> So I kind of I kind of hope That they get out That that Kardashian Contouring pad And they just like Go nuts On the makeup For the world killers. <laughs> And also, I would like to see Snapper come back at some point um, ever uh, and just snap and then leave. He, <laughs> stick he, just, he appears in the background of a scene. He looks directly into the camera.
0: He snaps and then he just leaves. That would be all we need. I don't ask for much. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think the world killers, that that sort of my interest got piqued in this week's episode because I was like, oh, is that is that talking about the world killers? Should we be? And I didn't want to get my expectations up for that, because I don't want them to not show up and me, you know, being disappointed. Oh, it's too late for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've definitely got my hopes up to see uh, other world killers. Um, that would be amazing. So uh, we'll see if that happens. But that's definitely what it sounded like. So yeah, I I think that there's. There's a lot of things that are coming that are that we can be excited about, and there's some things like like Corey said, like some of the things I wanted to see. They checked them off my list: Brainiac Five, Streaky, the Legion, um, all of that kind of stuff. But there is that Snapper car situation. <laughs> that needs to be resolved. Uh, so so maybe, maybe one day in the future we'll see that at some point.
2: Uh, so we also have an email from a listener named Rachel. And I'm kind of wondering, so on Legends of Tomorrow, one of our jokes is that we have Uh, Many listeners named Rachel who write us in. So now I kind of want to know if this is one of the legends of tomorrow, (laughs) Rachel. So Rachel, if it's you, (laughs) give us some sign. Uh, So so Rachel writes, uh, Jean pretending to be Kara again was definitely a highlight, as was Rain continuing to shine as a villain. And the reveal that there are more world killers. And, of course, Alex was strong throughout the episode from her initial attack against Rain to her conversation with Kara at the end. The Danvers sisters are back and just as adorable as ever. And who would I be as a person if I didn't mention Brainiac 5? Jesse Rath played him just as well as I thought, and his interactions with Kara inside Kara's mind prison were so cute. Definitely worth the wait, even if the character's physical appearance wasn't wasn't quite what people thought it might be. Looking forward to more of him whenever he appears again, especially any possible interactions with characters like Wynne or Lena, as I've thought for a while that they could get along well, which was only supported by this episode. I did think uh, I did think it was weird. However, that nobody—not Jean, not Alex, not Kara—questioned him at all regarding his name. Given how much of a threat Indigo slash Eight was, I thought he would be met with suspicion, similarly to how Lena was. When Kara first met her, I'm not sure whether this is a sign of how accepting the DEO is of the Legion or just a sign that Indigo has been forgotten. In that case, <laughs> I hope it is brought up at some point. You know, <laughs> that I... is that season one curse uh, <laughs> of, of that memory failure that they all suffer. You know, that was the gas
0: leak season. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she uh, she may be uh, part of that Forgotten of Fort Roz. Uh, that they that they mentioned she's chilling out with Maxwell Lord and uh, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> Where wherever Non is, I think Non is probably with them. Uh, yeah, I I'm I'm a little disappointed they didn't uh, mention Indigo, but maybe maybe they'll mention her next week. I don't know, but yeah, Indigo was like reaching through computers and strangling people. You would think, that, and I think at one point she tried to set off a nuclear bomb, didn't she? Like she, yeah, yeah, yeah she. Definitely she almost did. did. Yeah, she. Uh, she was. You, you would think stretchy. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she was pretty a pretty big deal there at the end of season one. So uh, maybe someone should remember her because she was a, a big deal. So sorry about that, Indigo. We we mentioned you. We we remembered who you were. Maybe yeah, it's unfortunate the show did not.
1: The funniest thing about indigo is she's brainiac eight which means she is brainiac 5's great granddaughter
0: that's right
1: <laughs> so if it gets brought up brainy's gonna be like my my great granddaughter does what now
0: yeah there's 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 a little weirdness there in that family that whole family line <laughs> seems a little strange.
1: Yeah, Brainiac 1 is a villain. Brainiac 2 is an antihero. Brainiac 3 and 4 we don't really know much about. And, and then you got Brainiac 5, who's a hero, and then Brainiac 8.
0: Well, there's some missing links there that we need more information on. <laughs> well, our last email comes from a listener named Daryl, who writes, quote, James and Kara used to date who knew (laughs) honestly it hasn't been spoken of in so long i think lena's line about it wasn't even necessary lena thinking people hate her because of her last name is true and james was doing that exact thing last season but i bet he'll never tell her even though i think she would already know that since he is the likeliest person to judge her just from her last name and we did mention that he did straight up say that yeah (laughs) uh Daryl goes on to say, "Uh, I truly can't blame her for, for being immediately defensive about it and seeing him lie to her just disgusted me. How can they really last if he's already lying to her even though it's not his secret to tell? The only way I would ever maybe support the pairing is if it continues to have Lena be good. If they have them date only to still turn Lena evil in the end, then what was the point at all? And Daryl ends his email with, aside from all that, I was reading an article speaking of possible sparks between Kara and Brainy. The show doesn't know how to let Kara be single without planting seeds for a future pairing. The show just needs to let her be single and find out who she is on her own without immediately setting the foundation for her next boyfriend to come in, unquote. And I think they, they did that a little bit there at the end of the episode when uh, Supergirl and Brainiac 5 have a little uh, scene in the DEO. But I, I don't—I didn't think it was too heavy-handed. I think it was just two people who had a connection in this mind prison and they helped each other through some stuff. Um, and maybe it'll lead to romance in the future, but I don't think they were heavily... I mean, I don't think it was too much. And I think this episode actually did a good job of having a story where Kara figured out who she was. Um, so uh, that doesn't bother me as much. But I do, to your point, Daryl, I do see uh, some of the points you raised about Lena and James. People just need to be telling each other the truth. Yeah, no <laughs> secrets, no lies.
1: I do agree that Kara deserves to have a little time of being single. If it were any other character, <laughs> I, I would agree with you. But Supergirl and Brainy is Endgame, and that that's all, like, that That has been my my ship for decades now.
0: He is a very important character in the uh, Supergirl Mythos and uh, someone very uh, connected with her throughout the years, throughout different variations on her story. Um, he he does play a a really big important part so it was good to see him in this week's episode
2: and before we wrap up our feedback we have some snap judgments yay snap judgments (laughs) I was I was really late on the snaps there Um, so so these are sent in by a listener named Gina uh, and she sends us Many quality yet difficult snap judgments. So uh, get ready. This is going to be tough. In the
0: game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. All right.
2: So first snap judgment, Morgan Edge or Maxwell Lord? Rebecca. Rebecca. Morgan Edge. Interesting. Um, Corey?
1: Uh, I still say that Season 1's Max Lord was the best live-action Lex Luthor we've ever gotten, so I've got to go with Max.
2: And I'm going to go with Maxwell Lord, even though um, Morgan Edge has my heart forever. (laughs) Morgan's (laughs) Unite! Um, (laughs) But yeah, Maxwell Lord, I think, was a little bit better. Okay. Streaky or Crypto? Uh, Corey? Streaky.
0: Streaky. Rebecca. Streaky. Streaky. Yeah, I think we're all united on this one. <laughs> poor poor Crypto. Doesn't get any love. Oh, we're sorry, Crypto. Um,
2: <laughs> Lena running L-Corp or Lena running Catco? Uh,
0: Rebecca. Lena running L-Corp. Corey. L-Corp. Yeah, L-Corp. I know we're not supposed to explain why we choose the things that we do, but I know, Morgan, we both uh, had feelings about Lena's wardrobe in CatCo, I, I didn't think yeah, it was us let's, Yeah, very... let's get
2: into this right now. <laughs> let's do this
0: here. Because <laughs> that that's one of the reasons that I would not have picked her for running CatCo. She, uh, she does not need to be wearing that kind of stuff at work.
2: I had so many questions about her outfit. This, I mean, gorgeous,
0: gorgeous. Uh, yeah, but like, for sure.
2: Also... What are you doing? You're gonna like what? You're gonna lead the staff meeting in that? (laughs) I can see all of your clavicles. It It was just such a strange. It like she looked like she should be at fashion week, like sipping like a very small coffee, but like not not at the the office, like dealing with paperwork. It was very. Very weird,
0: and every time she walked in, I was like, Oh, she's still wearing that. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that sort of played into my decision on that snap d- judgment there. <laughs> Maybe she could get away with that at L Corp. Yeah, that's true. I mean,
2: she's making the rules at L Corp, it's got her, her <laughs> name on it. So. so, she's like, Every day is is formal fashion week. <laughs> <laughs> Only wear your greatest of your best couture. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Clean shaven Monel or bearded
0: Monel? Rebecca. I'm going to go bearded Monel on this one. Corey. Bearded. Me too. We are very united this time around.
2: <laughs> All right. And for our final snap judgment, this one is tough. Very important. Tommy or Gina
0: <laughs> Corey: Gina. Rebecca. Uh, I think I'm gonna go Tommy on this one.: See, I was going I went Tommy too. Um, we
2: tweeted this out as a poll because Rebecca is the greatest person. <laughs> and, and with 65 percent of the vote, it is Gina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the listeners have spoken. The listeners have spoken. Poor Tommy. He didn't make it out of that snap judgment.. No judgments on your snap judgments.
2: Speaking of another, Gina, as always, Gina, fantastic snap judgments.
0: (laughs) Really quality stuff. Difficult decisions, uh, but you have to pick one. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our thoughts and feedback on Legion of Superheroes. And thank you, Corey, for coming on and talking about this episode with us. It was good to have you on for an actual show episode and not just a character spotlight. So it was good to hear your thoughts on the show. Where can uh, listeners find you on the Internet?
1: Uh, They can find me on Twitter at CoreyMarie21. Um, They can also find me writing a usually weekly DC Comics column at WomenWriteAboutComics.com It's been on a break for the holidays, but it'll be coming back, I hope, next week. Um, And then I also do some writing for Ms. End Scene and SideQuest, which are sister sites to Women Write About Comics. I recently did a piece on the mid-season finale of Supergirl and how it captured the feeling of one of my favorite comic stories of all time, The Death of Superman, uh, very well. And then uh, they can listen to me on Titans podcast with Andy and Kat and Amy, where we talk about the new Titans show that's coming on DC's as-of-yet-unnamed streaming service that we'll be getting. And they can listen to me on Supergirl Power Hour, my classic Silver Age Supergirl podcast. Um, we are on a hiatus right now, but hopefully we'll be coming back
0: soon. And if you want some good streaky stuff, that's where you need to go. Just quality streaky stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's where all the streaky stuff is. (laughs) So definitely go check out Supergirl Power Hour and, uh, it's good to have you as part of the DC TV podcast family. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that, uh, the list that Morgan always loves to read at the end of every episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, but it's good to have you as a part of that. Well, uh, if you would like to contact us at Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can always leave us a voicemail at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio. Radio. And we have a playlist on Spotify. So you can go over there and check out some uh, Bon Jovi. Put some uh, living on a prayer in your ear holes, in your earbuds. Yeah, uh, You can listen uh, <laughs> uh, to our Spotify playlist to get some of that. And uh, we are also listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans and we are available on apple podcasts and stitcher radio so if you have some time we uh, encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review and if you're so overwhelmed with all that information that i just gave you uh you can find all of those links on the right side of the page when you go to supergirlradio.com supergirl radio is part of the dct cast network so if you also
2: like arrow the flash legends of tomorrow eyes of the zombie classic DC TV shows, Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans. You, you can subscribe to the DC TV podcast MegaFeed on Apple Podcasts, follow at DC TV Podcasts on Twitter, and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. Yeah, we've got all the shows. I put a little
0: a little jazz in that, one, that time <laughs> spiced it up <laughs> spiced it up jazzed it made up made it yeah. fresh yeah so uh you can subscribe to the mega feed and get all of those shows in one feed you don't have to subscribe to like 10 podcasts you can just get them all in one place it's very convenient uh you can follow me on twitter uh at derby kid that's d-e-r-b-y-k-i-d i'm back from my high my self-imposed hiatus uh, i don't know how i feel about it just yet uh, we'll see how long this lasts, but I am <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at the Derby Kid. That's T H E D E R B Y K I D, and you can see videos of mine over at youtubecom DuckMilkProd. That's D U C K M I L K P R O D. Uh, I'm also a contributor of JLU Podcast, uh, which you can find over at JLUniverse.potomatic.com. We're still working through Justice League and Wonder Woman. So if you are interested in any of those movies, you can go and listen to our thoughts and analysis over there.
2: And you can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. I'm also one of the co-hosts of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We're on a break for... Just a little bit, apparently uh, (laughs) Because of this weird scheduling issue Um, I don't know if we'll We might try to get uh, Like a podcast episode out During this month Where we're just chilling out But, um, you know It's it's the Legends podcast, so (laughs) question mark maybe um but, but you know what this is a good time for uh catching up just catching up on all those podcasts you missed uh so just go back you don't have to watch the show really it's not necessary but you always listen to the podcast <laughs> you should do that um and we'll be back when uh, when Supergirl Radio takes a little. Well, I mean, we're not taking a, much of a pause,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but when Supergirl the show takes a pause, and you're like, what do I do?
0: You know what you do, you listen to uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Well, you know, it's funny that you mention that because I've actually been catching up on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast.
2: I have been noticing.
0: <laughs> I have been recently trying to listen to some episodes that I have missed because, you know, I don't watch the show, but I do listen to the podcast. So I have been... got to ca- keep current on those podcasts. <laughs> Not I, on the show so much. <laughs> but I have been binging the Legends of Tomorrow podcast So fun. Uh it made me think about one hit wonders. Uh, you know, I'm going I'm going through I think it's what the Vietnam War? Is that that the thing that that Mick was involved with? So good stuff on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Really enjoyable. Got me through some runs on the treadmill. So I really appreciate uh, you guys for that because sometimes that is not enjoyable. We'll be there for you. That's what we're here for. (laughs) You're there for me and my earbuds. And I appreciate you get me through uh, me torturing myself through uh, physical activity. Uh, So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode on Legion of Superheroes, but if you want to hang out for a quick spoiler section, we'll be doing that after our theme music, but until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And for the sake of National City, we're glad that interfering is the Legion's specialty. There is something in you that sees what you're doing is wrong. That sees the pain you're causing and regrets it. You don't have to be my enemy. You want justice in the world, so do I. But we're not going to find it by attacking each other.
2: That's where you're wrong. Supergirl, all new episode, Monday at 8, 7 central on The CW.
0: And we are back. And what you just heard was the audio for what's coming up on Supergirl. The next episode is called Fort Roz. The official description reads, quote, "...as Rain continues to terrorize the city, Supergirl teams up with Saturn Girl, and the two recruit Supergirl's former enemies, Livewire and Psy, to form a team for a mission to Fort Roz to recover a prisoner who has information on how to defeat Rain once and for all." Meanwhile, Alex babysits Ruby. (laughs) And John has a terrible secret. (laughs) That description, like, it it was going to some really cool places. And then it kind of petered out. <laughs> <It> really petered <laughs> out adventures and babysitting. <laughs> it really petered out there at the end, um, but it we it, it had a lot going for it up until then. Uh, although I'm excited about uh, Alex babysitting Ruby, it just seemed like that that was sort of an afterthought. um So, <laughs> <laughs> what what if we watch the episode Alex never babysits
2: Ruby? <laughs> oh, I would be so upset
0: because <laughs> it always. It feels like it's that tacked on sentence at the end that never actually ends up happening. It's that thing that gets cut on the, the floor, the, you know, cutting room floor. They're like, we don't really need this in the episode. And they just get rid of it. So, uh, Corey, what are you most excited about in this uh, description for next week?
1: Alex babysitting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny. Like, you cannot cut
2: that.
1: <laughs> like, I, I really am. The fact that they felt the need to mention it in the description means that I'm hoping something bizarre happens. So <laughs> let, let, let's let see this. Other, otherwise, I'm really excited to see those villains show back up. Um, I, I've loved Livewire, and uh, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Sai because she's part of one of my favorite runs of the comics. So um, I, I'm happy to see both of them come back.
0: Morgan, what is a uh, peak in your interest for next week? Uh, I'm really excited for the uh, the... Supergirl team-up. Livewire
2: is always, like, one of my favorites. Uh, I think we didn't get a lot of uh, Cy stuff. I felt like when we talked about that episode, we talked about Cy being a little underdeveloped. So I'm excited, but I do love the actress from Jane the Virgin, so I know she can do great stuff. So I'm I'm excited to see a little bit more development for her, uh, see Livewire back, and then those those hero-villain team-ups are always usually, like, the most fun so I feel like it's going to be a good episode. Also, who doesn't like babysitting? Just quality <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah, I think there's going to be some uh conflict of personalities next week with uh this team up, but I'm very excited about it cuz I think that this this is maybe what brings Supergirl and Saturn Girl a little closer together. I don't know, there was a little bit of that in Legion of Superheroes where Kara sort of acknowledged Emra's Contribution to the team, and you know what she did well, and and so I really like that. I think Kara is finally coming around to to being able to deal with this weird situation between Emra uh, and Monel and herself. So I, I think that that will be really interesting. And Livewire inside, so Livewire, I've mentioned on the podcast several times. She is my favorite villain on Supergirl. Um, I really like the way Britt Morgan plays her. She's always a, a delight. And Sai is one of my favorite uh, Supergirl villains in the comics. And so I'm very excited to see both of them. I, I feel like this episode might be partially written for me. Um, the only thing that I'm curious about is it's called Fort Roz. So are they going up into space? Because Supergirl like threw Fort Roz into space at the end of season one. How are they, how are they getting there? That is a good question. That is a very good question. I'm, uh, frankly, I'm surprised
2: that they remember Fort Roz. (laughs) Maybe, what if, what if they go to Fort Roz? they open
0: the door, there's Maxwell Lord, there's (laughs) Jeremiah. (laughs) The whole time. That would make a lot of sense, that they're missing and that's where they are. Nobody remembered where they had been. That would actually make a lot of sense. General Lane, General Lane is there, Lucy's there. So uh, I'm, very, I'm very interested in seeing how they get to Fort Ross. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, how they explain that. But also uh, babysitting. I'm, in, I'm interested to in seeing how uh, Alex uh, and, and Ruby's uh, dynamic develops because that could be important down the road. Um, so, okay, well, I think that's going to do it for this spoiler section. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a new episode discussion next time on Supergirl Radio.